0: We are the Leftscape here at NJ Pride. Live. It is Pride Live. Pride Live. <laughs> and it is very windy, and but there's a lot of folks out, and it's 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 fun even though it's chilly. <laughs> so this is uh, this is fun. It's been a little bit challenging being out here in the rain and the wind. It's kind of uh, you, you've gotta you've gotta be determined to be prideful
1: today. <laughs> Okay, which, my is people... blowing away. <laughs> ah. But people seem to be so enthusiastic that they have to be determined to be out here <laughs> in this. <laughs> That's right. We're, we're not. We're navigating know. an umbrella at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is raining.
0: Robin's umbrella has inverted.
1: It's fine. Kicked off. I'll hold that. Yeah. I could have done that. Oh my god. <laughs> Here she goes. She's blown away. Oh my god. <laughs> like a wicked witch of the west. <laughs> but oh but <laughs> it's great. So we got here just when we were supposed to get here and found that there was absolutely no parking because there were so many people here. So I, I'm amazed how crowded it is. And even with this weather and the wind, it's terrific. Yeah. So what have you seen that you like so much so far? Uh, I like that guy's kimono over there. Ah.
0: <laughs> go. Whoa this confetti coming by uh, right now. We're getting that's a really rainbow beautiful. confetti rain. <laughs> ah, okay. I like that kind of rain. Did you like the dildo car? <laughs> the dildo car was great. That yeah. was I also like the horses. Yeah, yes. I like the horses. Because who doesn't like horses? Yeah. Yes, that's right. And I love the diversity. I one of the things that I was saying a little earlier is that I see the bi pride flag and the trans flag and the uh uh, um, pansexual flag and all the sort of in-betweens that weren't as welcome at Pride uh-huh. at some points and, uh, and we're all here and it's just really nice to see that that's something that's really yeah. grown.
1: I guess it's important. You know, I noticed that um, What have you seen on Netflix yeah, there's felt a felt new um, Queer I Eye for the, the Straight Guy? I knew of it. I have not seen it. Oh, there's a new one and they say that the first show was to um get acceptance and now the new show is to get I forget what they said Uh uh-oh it was really good it was to become part of the community of people Mm -hmm. in general you know so I'm thinking that relates to what you were talking about too is is fighting so hard for acceptance and fighting for one's own group and then realizing that there's a lot of different people and we all need acceptance. Exactly, yep. yeah. I- like it's dead now and they're, they're accepting but like not as much because it's kind of like they see something especially if it's like a lesbian female. In Atlantic City, it's more of just like, hey, that means a threesome, right? But it's uh, it's really bad because they're all, for lack of a better term, assholes. It's that's bad. an appropriate term.
0: It's, it is it's bad. And we, this is a this is an adult podcast, so you okay. can curse as yeah, much as you want. I don't want to, you know, have potty mouth, but
1: yeah, no, they it's bad over there. And all the churches are like super like, you can't be gay. And, like, it. Why do I just love everybody? What's wrong with that? Cause I'm, I consider myself to be pansexual Cause I just Everybody is so great Like why well, hate anybody? Yeah. But over yeah. there it's so much hate So I'm like so crazy different over there And then I come over here and I'm just like ah oh, I love you <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Nice. It's like coming home right? Yeah! <laughs> I love, I look forward going this every year It's like a good going Love, it. love you. It's great. Thank you! Yeah! Thank you. Thanks so much! in the tent with the AIDS quilt, and it's very moving. Quiet here. We can record here, but it just makes me think of the life when I was living in New York in the 80s.
2: dedicated towards the cannabis industry. So we're here today, we we're here last year as well. Uh, it's just our efforts of, of spreading information, education, what's going on, the legalization efforts, and make sure people are informed and uh, stay active. Very, very. So where are we in our legalization efforts? So right now we have a, well, we, we have a medical law that's been recently expanded by, by Governor Murphy. We, and we're having discussion and debate on we're having a discussion and debate on how we're going to do the adult use program. And uh, right now, it looks like it's going to get done this year, maybe as early as by the end of uh, this month, June. Okay, wonderful. So uh, is there something people
0: can do as activists at this point
2: in terms of Honestly, they, they need to call. They need to go online. They can go to New Jersey. Uh, they can just Google New Jersey State Legislature, and they can find their assembly person. They can find their senator, reach out to them, let them know that they, that they support... They an the end of cannabis prohibition, and this is really what it comes down to, right? With one, with one stroke of a pen, we can we can solve social justice issues. We can help our economy. We can take money away from drug dealers and the hands of small business owners. We have this capability. It's right. It's right here in front of us. We have to have the discussion. We have to have that debate, and we all. Wonderful. Thank you. And tell me your name
0: again and spell
2: it, please. Again, I'm Scott Rudder. New Jersey Cannabis Association, and my last name is spelled R U D D E R. Thank you very, Thank much, very much.
0: So, Josh Zuckerman. Hey, Robin. Hi. Hey. We have known each other for more years than we probably want to admit that we are old.
3: Right. Exactly. <laughs> But you still look great.
0: Thank you, likewise. Um, I just want to hear, you know, what you've been up to.
3: What? Um... Oh, gosh. Well, musically, like, I, I'm working on my sixth CD, and um, I'm so excited because um, I, a dream came true for me because, I, I, you know, Joan Jett was a reason why I picked up the guitar when I was 14 to, and I wanted to be a rock star. And I'm actually recording my new CD with... Um, Tommy Price, who is Joan Jett's drummer. He was also the drummer for um, Scandal back in the 80s and also with um, Billy Idol. So I mean, that's a dream come true for me to work with this rock like legend and I'm also working with um, Gary, Gary Ryan, who was the original bass player for Joan Jett and he was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2015 with Joan Jett. So for me it's a dream come true because they're the reasons why I wanted to become a rock star. Um, so it's amazing that they're actually in the studio and I'm directing them, like to tell them like what kind of stuff I want for my CD. It's like crazy. It's amazing. It was like such an amazing experience, and they were so awesome to work with. And um, it, I, like I'm just still so humbled by it. And you know, just periodically, I'll still get like, oh my God, someone pinched me. I can't believe this is like really, truly happening. How did that come about? So um, the way it happened was that I reached out to Tommy Price's wife. And Stephanie Price is the one that actually made this really come come true because um, I just messaged her and said, "I know it's a crazy fan idea, but I always wanted to have your husband perform on my CD one day on a song, just one song." You know, I just even said a song, and she wrote back and she said, "It's actually not crazy at all. Can you, you know send me your stuff?" So I did, and then she forwarded it to you know to uh, um, Tommy, and then Tommy actually said. Uh, yes and um he liked it so then i contacted gary um i became facebook friends with him and uh said to the same thing i just sent him my, my stuff and he thought i was going to be this little fan like you know who just wrote a song on his couch and then when i sent him my videos music videos he wrote back and he's like he's like holy mo-, like holy shit you know you're 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 an
0: rated uh, podcast you can say shit okay <laughs> holy
3: shit it's, it's like holy shit this is um like so professional, and he's like, of course, like definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down for it. And then this was before they even knew that they both were going to be working together. So then they, they have, because Gary Ryan left Joan Jett the Blackhearts in 1986, and Tommy Price joined them after that. So those two have never really played together in like really a, a situation. So they're both Blackhearts, yet they're not like you know, and they know each other very well. So it was a really cool thing. They both found out that they both were on the CD together with me, or they're on the project with me. They are really excited. So anyway, it started out as just like three-song demo, and then what happened was afterwards they they both wrote back that they really enjoyed it. We should do more. So I was like, oh my God, yes! So I ended up going back in the studio and finished a whole ten-song CD with them, and I'm still working on it right now.
0: That's amazing.
3: I'm like so excited. And it's my favorite CD right now. Like I mean, I, I can't really pick and choose, but... Right now, I'm just so stoked and excited to have this dream come true.
0: It's nice to have new material out, It right? is,
3: it is. So, dream. yeah.
0: So, this is New Jersey Pride, so I'm just curious about how Pride, performing at Pride's has been for you over the years. Have you, has it changed? Have you seen it change? Like
3: what's It's definitely been seen? a big change. I mean, I used to perform, like, literally, I, I was, like, Every weekend I was performing at a different pride somewhere across the country. Um, now I, I basically just play maybe a few local prides. Like luckily here I'm in Asbury, my hometown, and I'll play New Hope Pride, you know, which is not too far for me in Pennsylvania. But I really haven't been playing that many prides anymore because most of the money and the funding goes for the big well-known artists that's like everyone knows. And they don't really have a budget anymore for... The guys like me right now so um, I hope that changes but right now you know I I really want I see bigger things for me in the future and I hope that I will even play more bigger places you know not to say Pride isn't great but I I, I don't want to limit myself to just Pride I want to just play wherever I can be accepted and my music will be Hopefully, motivating and inspiring to other people.
0: Absolutely, and the the community has that changed for you over the years? Yeah,
3: definitely. What's I almost I feel like, I just feel like it's it's. I mean, in a, in a way, it's a good thing because I feel like prides are becoming less necessary because people are more accepting of the gay and lesbian community and everyone actually transgender, all all types um, and buys. of us huh? <laughs> and by <buys>. and <laughs> exactly as, as everyone. Yeah. So um, I feel like it's um, just becoming maybe not as maybe not as needed anymore like it used to you know what I mean we before was, it was like a big thing we like were talking
0: about it as as, as, a, as a protest or 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 celebration and it's more I, I mean I think it's both but it's still it's becoming more celebration I so than too. about
3: protesting yeah. having
0: to yeah. speak out I mean, but we, need, we still need that too awesome talking to you Oh,
3: awesome. uh, so good to see you thank you so much I love you absolutely love you too love <laughs> and I remember our.
0: Okay, uh, so now we are sitting in my car because um, the weather gods were apparent. I don't know what the deal was, but the sky opened up and it got really like it was pouring down rain and it was really cold. And we were weather wusses
1: today. <laughs> mm-hmm. The rain rain was ice. Yeah, it was ice. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, yeah, and Mary didn't. Ha- Mary was using my uh, my beach blanket as a as a cape because it was freezing and and the wind was. So our, our best laid plans were, um, was a nice thought. They mutated. It we, was a nice thought. We yeah, had to adapt. We did. We there did. was a lot more wind than we thought. so It was not the ideal Jersey Shore day. So this particular <laughs> recording device that I've been using to record the, co- the podcast, if I was trying to do this outside, it sounded like, <sighs> you couldn't hear anybody talking. <laughs> oh, I hope that didn't hurt anybody's ear. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and so we were using our iPhones, which had their own set of technical difficulties. So it'll be an interesting podcast, and so we're we're, uh, we're hoping for the best. Yeah, yeah, and, and we mix it down. It, and
1: what have we learned from this?
0: Wear more sweaters.
1: <laughs> but also, I think what I've learned is that the people in New Jersey who want to go out for Pride don't let the weather get them down. You know, like and and the wind and everything. There was a big crowd there and yeah. everybody well, was playing up with it well the
0: parade was great
1: mm-hmm. the what we horses. saw of it there was
0: horses and the mm-hmm. dildo car
1: and, <laughs> and uh oh and, and the car for the pulse yeah oh mm-hmm. uh, yes you yeah. yeah.
0: we only saw i guess like the middle part of the parade is yeah. what you and yeah. mary and i saw and robin mm-hmm. Robin kind of was walking parallel. What was I was your... walking so parallel then... with it. I was trying to meet you guys, and I was <laughs> blocked. I couldn't cross the street where the parade was, so I said, well, I'm going to walk with the parade. So I but... sort of navigated the sidewalk along the way. It was, it so was then a...
1: you were parading. Sort of, yes. yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, when you do that, then you keep on seeing the same car, you know? Yeah, either. that that's
0: I'm used to that, trying to catch up with someone at New York Pride or something like that. But, mm-hmm. but this was... This was fun, and, and I think you know to your point, Mary. Like, Pride is really a rain or shine thing, and people get psyched for it, you know, months ahead and really come out for it. And yeah. it's it's a, it's a nice, it's a beautiful day, and and I always I love it. I've been, you know, I prefer Pride days when it's beautiful weather, but I've been in them in all weather too. So yeah, <laughs> so this was kind of an in between. I've gotten really drenched. I know the days is young still, but. Uh, <laughs>
1: So, did you get the impression that this was uh, a, a political rally type of thing or a celebration type of thing?
0: Celebration.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, at the beginning, they did introduce Senator Menendez. Was that?
1: Was yeah. he, Men- Menendez was there? Yeah, I he opened it
0: up. I mean, the, I got a
1: letter from him yesterday.
0: It's because, you know, the, the Union County Pride thing that I went to last summer, um, the first probably hour, hour and a half of the people up on stage doing things where the various local politicians giving speeches. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, and I'm not sure about this one, but I would bet that there is a significant um, outlay of funds from the city or the county or this, even at the state level, since this is a, you know, the Asbury Park Pride is maybe more, more of a county event or even a state event and... Well, it's a state event. It's New yeah, Jersey well they, Pride. Okay, really, so. so they so they could get funding from the state, which means that you need to get the, let the politicians talk talk.
1: But mm-hmm. well, what do? You, <laughs> let, let me ask you. Though, let's try and figure this though. out. The what were the funds for, spent on? Who knows? Renting Things? the space, the police. Well, the space belongs to the township, doesn't it? it's yeah, a public but, space but yeah when you so security it, when you reserve it for you have to have thing, security you have to have cleanup i mean they were yeah. po-
0: they, they, they're blocking half but the they city. certainly
1: did not spend money on parking lots well that's because asbury park i don't think has them yeah No. Yeah. parking was definitely... or
0: and, they, and i do then they are paying some of the performers for sure some oh, of them maybe oh, yeah. not all that would but, be good yeah i'm not sure what their policy is these days you know but you know they do have there were a lot of vendors there. There was a lot of food trucks there. Mm-hmm. It takes not, a lot to put it on. Yeah, well, not enough food trucks. Just from looking at the lines, no, yeah. not food I want. But well, yeah. that's true too. But Grease yeah. wagons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, I have to sort of disagree about pride. I don't think it's all about celebration, and it is celebration. I love it, but there are a lot of serious things there. We saw part of the AIDS quilt. Yep, which mm-hmm. was incredibly um, smoothing yeah i remember making a piece of the quilt for uh, a friend rob carmico who passed in 1992 Mm. and uh just feeling like what goes into each one of those well i was also feeling for our friend who's our friend bat who's not with us anymore and not that not that it was aids (laughs) but it was cancer and he's it's recent and he's gay and he's dead and it just kind of
1: yeah. came back
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it what came back to me for that though too was uh I was almost living in New York I was working in New York so I was in New York every day and I was seeing it every day riding on the bus and seeing people with carcinoma and saying what's going on why does everybody have this and then and then having friends disappear so that was moving yeah
0: yeah and I think we can't forget that you know we still have to uh, I mean even though it's a lot better for a lot of people a lot of people around the world are still suffering with AIDS without really having the treatments that a lot of Americans have and there's still that issue there's still within our own borders just a lot of um, the rights issues that are kind of precarious right Hmm. in some sense right now too you know I mean we've made great strides but it's not time to hang it up entirely well it's never yeah. going to be time to hang it up right never yeah. i mean you look at the women's movement and you know it's it's always like two steps forward one step back and you know because also we're living in in the in the backlash era yeah of of the last you know of the eight years of obama's administration and then also of uh of all of the other progressive things that have happened in the 20th century we're we're in a major backlash and you know it, it's it's there's no, every time i move this thing it makes a little noise and it's cuz i'm holding this with my hand um <laughs> the recording device um backlash the yeah it's it's there's things that we're fighting now you know from a women's issues point of view or even you know from all of this that we've I thought that you know we got this done in 73 and we don't have to worry about it anymore but that's not the way it works it's all it's a constant 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 thing otherwise the people who want to control us will strip it all away
1: and I, I constantly think about this, too, is why do they want to control us? What do they get out of it? I don't know. Is there some kind of psychological thing of I feel better about myself if I put you down and put you in your place?
0: They have, I don't know, I, I, I am not... I think
1: that's obvious.
0: It's Some of it is that, and some mm-hmm. of it is, I think some of it is you know, they figure if you have, they can't have everything if you have something. Yeah. I think that's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. People really, um, right. You know, it's it's one or the other. And I think if you have a very strong black and white way of thinking, like if if I, if this is right, then this can't be right, you know? Right, yeah. And yeah. that is the case for a lot of people. I think. Yeah, I, I don't understand why anybody gets upset about who other people that aren't them choose to love. That never, you know, even even if you might be attracted to somebody and they're not attracted to you, I mean, yeah, okay, that's kind of sad, but that happens in, in everywhere. Yeah, and in the straight world too. Yeah, so I, I don't understand, I don't understand why people need to get involved in what goes on in a
1: person's bedroom well that's what I I never I never understood that I never understood it either but you know it's the people who are bible literalists too they're the ones that I think they they have a particular viewpoint condemn everything that's not that's not in their bible Right, right I think oh sorry oh I just (laughs) think that the bible has been the cause of too much sorrow and too much war in the world throughout history.
0: Yeah, I think you can take anything that's any book of wisdom and make it weird if you want to, yeah. you know, yeah. which, is, which is a shame, and I think it has happened a lot with the Bible for sure. Um, I have a question, actually. A friend of mine on Facebook the other day posted about, uh, it was a question just basically saying, I, you know, I've... I, what is it about pride like i have never felt pride about something that's innate to me you know i i might oh why call it pride you mean or well you know it's interesting like i I, that's the way i answered it about what the word maybe not meaning literally what she thought it meant but um i'm curious about how you feel about um, like what, what things do you feel proud what, of about yourself or how does how does that word land? For but you yeah, in I'm terms of I'm what pride still
1: wondering about your question that you don't you're not proud of something that's innate. Well, it's like you didn't put any effort into doing this. So I think that
0: was her point. It yeah, just, I think that was her. That was, that was her what, point. Yeah, yeah. So why should you be proud? Right. Oh, because it's not an accomplishment. Yeah. I, I think that was it. And I, I, I had an answer, but I'm just curious what I, uh, ever if uh, you've ever thought about not it not really. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, pride is one of those seven deadly sin things that is in the Bible or something. Mm-hmm. So it's so when you're you're being raised, it's, you know, I, I guess you know when I finish something, I'm proud of it. Of the I, I feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I guess I have, I, I don't even, I don't know. I, I guess I, I, have, I have a pride in who I am just in general. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's, you know, just being the whole Wendy package, um, you know, whatever that means. <laughs> but it's, you know, as you get older, it's like, you know, well, am I proud of these, sagging bags of flesh that are attached to my chest I don't know you know that is that something to be proud of is that it's I, I'm more proud of things that I've finished you know things that I've accomplished <laughs> rather than um, any specific attributes you know or you know about like my gender or my sexuality. Um, And I guess, I guess there's, there's a a proudness, pride of of, pridefulness, I guess, of, uh, the accomplishments, despite the gender or sexual orientation, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that, that I guess I have, I don't know if that's answered you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that that starts to look at it, you know, um did you have any thoughts
1: well my thought was uh that the whole idea of pride like that this is pride month and and this is the pride parade and Pride's, it has has to do with the idea of taking something that had had been a pejorative to back in the 50s or you know 10 years ago 20 years ago so people would be insulting boys would be insulting each other they by calling and they still do calling a fag or something like that or and, and we there was a time when we had movies where if they hinted that a character might be homosexual then of course that character always died at the end of the movie mm. you know um like the children's hour or something well, like
0: what that. about in spartacus did that guy die yeah okay yeah I, um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um but the so they want to take that and turn it on its on its axis and say i'm proud of this i'm proud I'm sorry proud of what i am mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. i think that's right you know i mean for me i said i don't think it's quite pride that i feel in being queer you know uh, but it's it's a happy. It's something that makes me very happy. It's something I really do enjoy about myself, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's a it's a characteristic that I feel flows through me and in, in a lot of other aspects of being sort of um, non-binary in a lot of different ways. And it's something that I like. And so it's it is very much a celebration to me. I mean, I do I did also say that it's a political statement to have a pride event, but it is incredibly. Um, celebratory and it's like a cultural like it, it's a it, it's a party day in a lot of ways <laughs> but it is celebrating a culture and and a connectedness I feel with other queer people and so mm. it's not quite pride in those terms but it it is a standing up and being counted for who I am which is which hasn't been looked at fondly by our culture for a long it's, time it's i think so, and i yeah. think that is important and yeah. in that terms it's i think the word using the word pride they're using it as as like the antithesis of shame
1: yes exactly. yes exactly that's, that's, that's what, what i was I mean. trying to get yeah. at yeah, yeah that's what because I was it
0: get was at. there was it was shameful to be different yeah and now it's not yeah. and we're at least we're saying it's not and mm-hmm. we're and by and creating ke- it, creating it, and it and not. and open yeah. spreading it and opening it and and um, well, this actually kind of and, and we need to keep doing it until it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Because like uh, what Dawn was saying earlier in the day, um, and I'm hoping that I'll put her interview in ahead of this. <laughs> it's like I'm going to try to to put this this cast together vaguely, as chronologically as I can. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but as Dawn was saying, you know, talking about uh, the scene in Atlantic City, about how much less accepting it is down there than it is up here in Asbury, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of surprising in some ways, but not, yeah, because you can't, I can't. It is isn't. it's not. I know South Jersey. Yeah, South Jersey is it's, it's a different. lot more uh, rural. Yeah. So they have a lot more rural attitudes. It is. It's changed since I've grown up there, but it's... Uh... Oh, how far south did you grow up? Um,
1: I grew up in South Jersey, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. South, south-ish. Well, well you're, where you live now. That's. I guess that is south, south Jersey. That's South. Uh, south okay, Jersey. I lived down there, too, and I I guess that is South Jersey. I lived in Cherry yeah. Hill for a really long time Yeah. Ago. So, yeah. I was born in Camden. Mm-hmm. Mm i had my car my stolen car show up in camden
1: yeah (laughs) i found my car in camden but you know what you were talking about robin before though um makes me think of you know when there was the movement to unionize where the the workers of the country were trying to get together and rally together they would and they would talk about solidarity Mm -hmm. and being in solidarity and was the word that they would use to group and and the group has strength And I think the word pride is what this group is um, using to sort of coalesce around. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. And it's a good day, rain or shine. Yeah. Well, it stopped raining now. Yeah. But the wind is probably crazy down there too. Like I, like I think we said at the beginning of this little segment, we're in my car. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I feel much better now.
0: All right. Yeah. You're still wet. Yeah, I am wet. I've removed a layer of clothing, so I'm not completely wet, and uh... and I'm gonna go back out in it, I think, later. And okay, there's more fun to be had. <laughs> okay, so we're still in the car, and uh, and we uh, were just chit chatting around and roseanne came up and um, I actually saw I think the first episode of the reboot because it was on hulu and I was bored um and it it was it, it was it was interesting in in some ways but not enough for me to actually want to watch it because I wasn't really into the show in the first place mm-hmm um, I thought it was kind of cute the way they worked in um, the one kid who played the oldest daughter who got replaced after a few years. Because uh, there, I don't know, there was, um, there was a, there's a kid who's, you know, non-binary in the family now. And I, I don't even know. But. Um, I remember you telling me that. That sounded. Like a positive
1: step. Yes, very positive. A positive. The producers step. were trying to do something. However, okay. well, <laughs>
0: However. Sarah Gilbert, I think, is one of the producers, mm-hmm. and um, you know, she's. I think she's a progressive, isn't she? She's she's a liberal, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, um, but then you know, Roseanne, like, let her racist flag fly, and and ABC said fuck this and and canceled the show and and there was a big furor, right? with the conservative community for some reason and um and then there was a uh Samantha f- Bee. Well, that's mm-hmm. well, we're not on to that yet, but yeah. um but uh and then uh there was a satire story that Fox was going to pick up the show which is not happening. And I'm actually kind of glad about I'm that. I'm glad to hear that that was a fake Yeah, <laughs> a fake I just news. I just looked <clears throat> it up to check. I, I actually, but, I did a fa- I che- fact. I checked a fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like it's, it's an encouraging thing that people are now realizing that ex- extreme racism is not going to sell, <laughs> you know? And I think that's really the main motivation for uh, ABC to cancel. Yeah. It's just like, okay, yeah, we need to not be associated with this for our brand you know yeah well it's also it's disney and disney right. is has been a very progressive company um for a very long time they were Have it? yeah they they had offered i mean this was when i was working for lucent also so this is you know the turn of the millennium you know the 1998 2000 something like that um and i remember when lucent had offered um you know, same sex partner, domestic partner benefits for same sex couples before, um, before it became a legal thing before, before gay marriage became an option for people. Uh, So Lucent had offered, you know, same sex couples benefits. And Disney was also another company that did that at this, at a similar time. and it, and it makes sense for Disney to do that because, in you know, they're in the creative field, and there's going to be a lot of same-sex couples in the in in their employ. Uh, and well, that's and true I, of all businesses too. That's true, that yeah. But like, mm-hmm. right there it's, is that thought about the creative world, which is untrue, but it's
1: not untrue. There are plenty of it,
0: yeah, um, uh, all of us everywhere. <laughs>
1: just maybe it's just a coincidence well
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i I remember um they were getting some pushback from some conservative groups when when that all came out like a long time ago but it's like yeah who's going to boycott disney for real (laughs) i mean really um so i've always thought of them in in progressive terms and i know i know they they recut pieces of fan, the original fantasia for there was some racist yeah. overtones yeah. in the centaur i remember that the centaur oh. sequence they they zoomed in on this one because it was a it was some centaurs that kind of looked black were doing like doing like their the 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 feet of other centaurs that didn't that looked white or something like that it was some sort Hmm. of racist thing you can see that a lot in disney well yeah yeah. Yeah. well that shit was that stuff was was done in the 30s right so but i mean but they were at least sensitive to it to the point where they they, cut it out they reshot that or they reframed that scene so you don't so it's not there anymore Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: and i guess in some ways that it's like okay are we are we um you know shoving all of that under the table or just bringing this forward making it more contextually appropriate for the current time mm-hmm. so you don't have to sit there and explain to kids why <laughs> it's like why is this happening well it was because you know like if you're six or seven years old they're not gonna say well you know in the 1930s people treated people of color like crap you know it's it's like <laughs> it's, You know, I mean, what, you know, what do you do? Do you just, do you not show the film anymore? Do you only show it to older people in a context of, um, like when you would see, um, you know, when you would see like the racist movies that they made in the twenties, which I can't Mm -hmm. remember any of them. Mm -hmm. Um, like the, the history, the one about the history of the United States. Birth of a nation. Yeah, that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, no, like, I mean, I you know, think I don't think we should lose the history. I want to. I want it to be known that those things were made, and I think that there are contexts where we can watch them. Maybe. Yeah, I mean that. But but Fantasia, are we going to relegate that to that to that drawer? You know, like as part of a college course on you know how shitty we were in the twentieth century or something like mm, that. Yeah, <laughs> that would be quite a course. <laughs> well, but but in terms well, of the current times, I mean it is it is good to know that, you know, it's being a total asshole doesn't get too far. It has consequences. But I I guess but I don't want the same thing to be happening where they'll be like, Oh, we got rid of that person, so we now fixed racism. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like Mm. or for people to feel like that's all that needs to be done is to just get rid of the individuals who do
1: bad speak out about it.
0: So it's you know it's complicated but i think that's it's you know it's a start yeah well Nowhere. well and then and then that. let's bring up
1: samantha b well and her feckless cunt
0: comment yeah. well,
1: i i still want to get to say something about I'm sorry. roseanne i'm sorry sorry that uh that when they first brought roseanne back i was thinking why Why? And then they said, oh, there's going to be some kind of overturn. Because I never liked the original show in the first place. I I found that Roseanne, the first time I saw Roseanne doing a stand-up, I thought this was a woman being a stand-up, because this is a long time ago, a woman being a stand-up and being different. I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. But as soon as I started seeing the show, it was the same thing over and over again. She's just trying to be crass and provoking. And it loses its appeal after a while. But the, then they start the new show and, oh, well, they're going to somehow bring into the idea that these, this is a Trump supporter and so that we can understand the Trump supporters. I, you know what? It didn't work for me. It just didn't work. And I, I'm thinking, why would we want to see this? And, then it, and it occurred to me we were watching how popular All in the Family was. And you had a bigoted guy as the main character, and, and he'd go on and on. And yet we laughed. And I thought, why did we laugh at that? And yet I can't laugh at Roseanne. And I was thinking...
0: Actually, I think this is a gender issue.
1: Yeah? You think so? Yeah. Well, I think it also has to do with the fact that we knew the, that the actor portraying uh, uh, Archie, his, Bunker. Archie Bunker was not Arch, actually Archie Bunker.
0: I, I that could be, but I will give you as my evidence for why I think it's a gender issue. Mm-hmm. I will give you um, Faulty Towers and the American version that they tried to do with Beatrice Arthur in the John Cleese role, and oh, it totally didn't work. Why do you think Fawlty that Faulty Towers? Because it, it's like. When a man is being an asshole, you can laugh at it. But when a woman is being an asshole, it's like, why am I watching this bitch? Yeah, mm. it was. Mm. It wasn't funny, mm. and it was and like. I think that was the that was the overriding sort of. I think so. Like um, I think so. The way most people saw it, or well, that's it, how subconsciously I that's how, I try. I really wanted to like that show, I, and I don't remember what, the, the Faulty Towers. No, or? the Beatrice Arthur version of Faulty Towers. whose yeah. name I can't remember right now. Mm-hmm because um, so you if, feel like it was your own sort of innate the double standard within uh, you even that i like, really wanted to like it i um, really did it but it it was it wasn't as funny and i mean i can watch faulty towers now and i'm even laughing and even when it's it's uh it's when it's you know there there's a lot of racism in you know. there too and because like the way basil treated manuel mm. You know, I and had they a hard had... time
1: with that too, though. Yeah.
0: And well I mean, you know, when I watched it as a kid it was hilarious and now I'm watching it. I mean, it's still it's still funny. It's just but you see the problems in it. Yeah, well there and... there's some obviously there's some problems, but it's like when when Beatrice Arthur was lambasting the they had instead of a you know, a Spanish guy, they had um a, I think he, w- um, he was a Middle Eastern descent actor who was playing, um, I'm not sure, at some Arab country he, that, where he was, the, the Manuel character was an Arabian guy. Okay. And, um, and I'm trying to remember, her husband was like this actor with a mustache who was you know, shorter than her and, and very, very toast, very low key and very passive. Um, you know, and she would, you know, steamroller over him all the time too. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it wasn't funny when you switch the genders in it. And I'm not sure if that's because, you know, we're living in the patri, you know, the patriarchy and blah, blah, you know, the toxic mm-hmm. masculinity mm. or, or that she, she wasn't, you know, maybe it was also because John Cleese really could portray this shirt this shit it wasn't just a stuffed shirt he was like a real sad sack Mm -hmm. you know and and he was he was he was being um i guess belittled by his wife in in a lot of ways and and his frustration that he couldn't really express except you know to beat up Manuel basically um but i think it had to it's like it, it worked with that and it didn't work the american version didn't work and i think it was because they they swapped the genders because i know mm-hmm. all in the family was another british comedy that was brought but, over the united states
1: but the, the what i was trying to say is that it, it was a show constructed to show both sides uh people living together having a uh, politics Mm-hmm. Uh, be a dividing thing within the family they were trying to show that because they were showing the the kids uh, right and and, and the but, lesson
0: was always one of ultimately of acceptance
1: yeah the, yeah. Like the,
0: the, 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 the yeah. moral of the story was that Archie was really the one that was out of touch. yeah whereas yes. we didn't get yeah. that on
1: Roseanne okay that's yeah I that don't think I
0: agree thing. yeah it was really about sort of more of supporting her yeah. Perspectives more than anything. Yeah,
1: everything. yeah. You know. But, but um, as far as Samantha B goes, I think she was totally right in saying what she said. Because <laughs> you had to watch the whole segment. I did. Oh, yeah. I
0: did. I did watch the whole segment. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I actually, as somebody else pointed out on Twitter, that the difference is ABC canceling Roseanne was a, co- a corporate decision made for their you know their best it was in the best interest of the company for them to fire her and the president demanding that tbs take samantha b off the air is the government suppressing speech yes so that's a first amendment issue Mm -hmm. whereas abc shutting roseanne down is Mm -hmm. not a first amendment issue yeah This is Wendy Sheridan, and you can find me on the web at moon and star.com. That's my graphic designer website. I'm also on Twitter at Wendy Designs, and I am on Instagram as WendyCards. I'm Robin Renee you can find me at RobinRenee.com I have a Facebook fan page Robin Renee fans I'm uh, on Twitter at spirit rock sexy and just Google me
1: <laughs> <laughs> and this is Mary McGinley and I have a website for my of theater directing and that's marymcginley.com